Time for us to talk parenting. And we're looking at strategies for overcoming anxiety associated with the return to school, which is fast approaching. And we're joined on the line by human potential and parenting expert, Nikki Bush. And of course, we take your calls on how you are feeling about the start of the new school year, especially if it is your first school year. So you have a child going into grade R or grade one. And uh, so this will be your first experience. How are you feeling? Or you're an old hand. This isn't your first rodeo. So you're not feeling as anxious. I want to hear how you are feeling and also what you still need to do. If there's still a bit of admin to sort out, give us a call on 011-883-0702. SMSs on 31702. As mentioned, we're joined on the line by Nikki Bush. Nikki, it's great to chat to you. Good morning. Good morning, Googs, and a very happy new year to you and to all of our listeners. Yes, happy new year to you too. And of course, with the new year comes the new school year, which is what we are talking about this morning. That's right. And I loved what you said. Are you feeling frazzled or are you feeling altogether put together? Yeah. So this morning in terms of back to school, let's bring a little bit of sanity uh, to everybody's lives. And we're going to talk practicalities today. Next week, we will talk about the emotional side Mm -hmm. of back to school. So, you know, every new year is fraught with stress that comes with change, with adjustments and getting back into the groove. And when I say back into the groove, you know, we've been on holiday and that means the kids are out of routine, you're out of routine. And so to get back together, we need some personal organization and we need to get prepared because these are the keys to handling new beginnings smoothly and with less stress for both you and your children. And this week, and I've been looking at the very quiet shops because I stayed in Joburg for Christmas. Hmm? I've been looking through the windows of those school uniform shops and the school stationery shops. And I've been going, just you wait, come Monday morning the 8th, these shops will be seething with parents and their children looking for school uniforms, looking for stationery, because these are two areas where you really can make a big difference in your child's life Mm -hmm. by being organized, by making sure that you get what is on the list from the school because they sent you a list at the end of last year. In fact, those lists probably went out sometime around October. And With some schools, uh, you can order directly through the suppliers and it's delivered to your door. But you know what? There are always last minute things that you have to get. So make sure that you print out the shopping list and you go to the shops with a pen and a highlighter. And I watch families where there are two or three children and mom or dad with the children in those stationery stores, in those school uniform stores, and um, you can actually see the chaos because mum forgot the highlighter. She's trying to organize three children's lists. She can't cross anything off. She's asking the children if they can remember what was on the list that she left at home. (laughs) It's actually quite, we should actually do a skit on this Mm. because it's such a real thing. Mm. So just some basics, print out the list for each child. Take a highlighter and a pen with you to the shops. Preferably, if your children are small, don't take them with you. Go by yourself. (laughs) 
if they're older, you will want to take them with you because then they want to choose the color of the paper that they want to cover their books with. So when it comes to book covering, let's talk about this now. This stationery is a, is a, is a thing. Um, you need to label everything. All of those textbooks that are sitting piled up on your kitchen counter right now, you need to label the inside and the outside of those stationary textbooks. So you need to write your child's name on the inside and you need to have labels. Uh, I used to have labels printed um, for my children's books and for their pens and pencils so that I could actually label each pen and pencil uh, because things do move around in the classroom and your children do need to know how to get all their own possessions back. Mm. And if they're labeled, it's much easier. So I wrote a book called Back to School Sanity Savers. And this is to help our parents. And we're talking about chapter five this morning about being stationary savvy. Savvy around the stationary. Now you're going to have to cover those textbooks. And what I like is to buy that very thick plastic. It's called PVC roll. It's not the skinny plastic. It's that thick, shiny plastic. You'll find this in the stationery stores. So ask for PVC roll. I have been covering my children's books in it forever. And those textbooks and the school books still look new by the end of the academic year. Mm-hmm. It's slightly thicker than the cheaper stuff and well worth spending a little more on better quality plastic. And the thing is, your children actually respect their books more if their books still look good. As soon as their books look tatty, they will start disrespecting those books. It's a weird thing. And um, that's the first thing, is to make sure that you have that nice thick PVC roll. And if you're going to be covering a lot of books, which you are, get yourself a sticky tape dispenser. Honestly, it's indispensable. You know those heavy sticky tape dispensers that sit on the desk and they don't move? Not a little piece. Get the big roll, Uh the big sticky tape dispenser. Because it sits firm on the table while you're busy um, uh, uh, busy wrapping the books. And it's got the sticky tape cutter. And you can work at speed when you have got one of those. And they're not expensive. They're about 40 rand. And I bought mine donkeys years ago. I've still got it. And, of course, make sure you buy an ex- extra roll of sticky tape. You don't want to be running out halfway through um, wrapping all of these, um, these the books. Box. Nikki, so, you mentioned uh, the importance of if you are going to sort out, for instance, stationery uh, or uniform and you have very small children or young children, that it might be wise to leave them because it's, you know, probably the kind of task that's not going to be particularly fun. You may find yourself in a situation where they're tired and cranky and bored, which just makes the whole situation less fun for you. In fact, it's going to stop being fun for everyone. But when it comes to uniform shopping, because especially particularly young kids grow so quickly, would it be advisable to take them with you? Because I can't oh, yeah. imagine <laughs> what a mission it would be to buy a size, take it home, 100%. and it is the wrong size. And now you need to go no. back and contend with the crowds. 
So when it comes to school uniform shopping, 100% you better take your children. And what I would suggest is that you talk to your kids and prep them beforehand. It's going to be busy. We are going to have to wait to be served. Um, take take some you know some snacks with you. Take something to drink with you um, because your kids need to be primed that it's going to be busy. It's going to be hot in that shop. There's going to be a lot of people. They're going to be queues. And when we've finished, we will go out for a milkshake. So you need to dangle a little carrot for them, okay? And that'll make things all the more easy for you and help to keep people patient. So really prep them psychologically for the fact that it's not going to be an in and out. Generally, the uniform stores have extra students on duty to to help with the crowds, but it is a busy time. Um, Once again, make sure you have the list with you so that you get everything and you don't have to go back. And remember that your children are going to grow. So you might want to get an extra half size or size up depending on what it is that you're buying. And let's talk about school uniforms. You don't always have to buy brand new, especially if your children are in a fast growing phase. And my children, were very, very fast growing because they're particularly tall. And when we got to high school, I said to my kids, if we can get it in the secondhand school store, we're going to get it because in two or three months' time, or one term's time, you will have outgrown it. Mm. And we had an agreement. And obviously, we looked for stuff that looked as new as possible. But I had one year where my son grew so fast that we went through three pairs of school shoes. That's a very expensive business. (laughs) Look, school shoes, I wouldn't be buying secondhand. But school blazers, which can cost 700 to 1500 rand a blazer, Mm. I would absolutely be going to the secondhand store. Why not? That's a lot of money to, to save. So I think the way you prepare your children is very, very important. The conversations that you have with them around the value of money is very important. Um, And that extends to the fact that they need to look after their possessions. And what happens if they lose something? You know, what's going to happen? They need to know what things cost. So from about the age of eight, they can start understanding the value of things. What do the croaky pens cost? Um, what do these um, books cost? What does your school backpack cost? Mm. These things are all pretty expensive. Now, some schools um, uh, have a policy where they they will get you to buy the roly, um, I don't know what they call it. It's like a box on wheels. Mm-hmm. It's a plastic box on wheels. And you get them in the stationery stores. And it's got a, you know, it's got a pulley. And that plastic box keeps books in great condition because it's not a soft backpack. And I actually really like that. And the, the other thing is the children can sit on it. So it becomes a chair as well. Um, so when they sit, they're waiting for you outside school in the afternoons, they can actually sit on their school bag and it won't damage their books because it, it's a, a rectangular shape. So it holds the shape and it holds the book safely. Mm. So it'd be interesting to see what schools mandate as, you know, what kind of bags 
you need to buy for your children. But let's go back to the stationery conversation because there are a few things that you should buy while you're in the stationery store mm-hmm. that you're going to require during the term. And if you buy them now, it's going to be helpful. So when you're in the stationery store, buy some of those index cards, those those cards that you use for giving speeches. Um, always have these on hand in your stationery drawer at home because one of the things that children from the age of about nine onwards have to do at the beginning of every school year is give a speech. And they usually have to give a speech about who they are or about what they did in the school holidays. So the last thing you want to do is be dashing out to go and buy some index cards. Make sure you have some. So buy a pack. Mm -hmm. Then elastic bands. They are very, very useful. Make sure you have some elastic bands for holding those speech cards together amongst other things. Also good for holding all the coloring in pencils together, for example. Then a pack of plastic sleeves. If the school hasn't said buy some, please buy a pack of plastics, plastic sleeves. I always buy a hundred at the beginning of every school term. Or sorry, at the beginning of every school year. Mm-hmm. And then they last for the year. You can buy them in a supermarket. You can buy them in a stationery store. And some envelopes are also helpful because you're often asked to send things back to school, back to the teacher. A bit of money has to go uh, back to school because... There's going to be a TLC fund because there's going to be a class mum or a class dad and they're going to ask you to put a bit of money into an envelope and send it through and that money is going to be used when there's a sick child in hospital in the class or when there's the teacher's birthday. That money will be used to buy a gift in such instances. So have you got some envelopes because those are quite useful. Um, extra glue sticks, unless the um, stationary list says buy five glue sticks for the year, make sure you've got an extra glue stick somewhere. And I've always found that some colored paper or one of those pads of colored board um, are very useful to keep in your stationary drawer mm. because there are always going to be projects that have to be done and to have those ready um, so that you don't have to go and buy them Overnight is a good thing. And of course, today, a lot of homework will be done using a computer and a printer. Have you got paper for the printer? And have you got extra print printer cartridges? Children are going to be researching their projects online. And they're going to be printing out pictures from the internet. They're going to be gluing them um, on pieces of paper. So make sure that you've bought that five ream box of paper and you, that you've always got a spare black and white and a full color printer cartridge, cartridge at your fingertips. So I haven't included in this list cardboard for projects because it's outsized, you know, a big piece of cardboard mm. and it's difficult to store. So buy that as and when required, as well as things like split pins and things like that. But you'll be amazed at how giving a little bit of thought to some of these things I've said can streamline your life and save you time and energy so that you don't have to keep running backwards and forwards to the shops. Because remember, you are going to be going back to work as well. So you need to try and get your children organized 
so that you don't have to be going backwards and forwards to the shops unnecessarily. Mm. And of course, right now is, I guess, the tail end of the holidays. Schools are opening on the 15th. I think it is the 15th of January. Um, And so how important is it? And maybe kids were sleeping a little bit later. Their time was a little bit more free and flexible. At which point and how important is it to then start introducing structure um, you know, the school year is about a week out, just over a week out. Is it a good idea to start introducing bedtimes again, structure to prepare for, you know, from the morning of the 15th? Yes, I would definitely start bringing bedtime earlier. You can leave your children to sleep in in the morning, but let's start getting bedtime back into place. A hundred percent great idea there. So bring bedtime back. Make sure your kids are eating three meals a day um, and and start uh, having some play dates with kids who are going to be at school with your children. That would be a great idea, especially if they're going to a new school or they're going into a new grade and they've got new children in their class. You know, kids get shuffled around every year into new classes. They're not necessarily with the same friends they were with last year. So generally, you know who your kids are going to be with. Try and organize one or two play dates in the next couple of days and get your kids back into the groove of familiarizing themselves with the people they're going to be with because it makes such a difference when your kids go to school with children they know. And it's kind of like, does your child have at least one friend in the class? That is going to help enormously. And while we're talking about friends and connecting your child with other children, there is safety in numbers. Start thinking about the school lift. And you know, having a lift club is actually an amazingly fun thing to do. If you've got other kids who go to the same school um, who your kids know, or even if they don't know them very well, firstly, it's going to save you petrol. And secondly, it's going to save you time. And thirdly, if your kids are in a lift club, they arrive at school in a group. And walking into school in a group is far less scary than walking into school alone. And we can talk a lot more about lift clubs and the fun you can have in lift clubs another time. But I'd suggest you start thinking about who you might want to share school lifts with and start making those plans with those parents now. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had a conversation sort of uh, about, you know, planning for the end of the year and planning to, you know, assist your kids if they've had a particularly difficult year. And we have received a WhatsApp voice note on this topic where, of course, those kids would also now be preparing for the start of the new school year. Good morning, cooks, and compliments of the season to you and Nikki. I hope I'm not going off the topic here, but I just wanted to find out from Nikki if she can give any advice to a parent whose child didn't make it to the next grade and how to encourage him and how to motivate him to do better this year. And yes, um, I was a bit anxious at first, but I just need some advice on how to give him that encouragement as he's going back to grade 11. Thanks, Googs, Sebastian Eldorado Park. Nikki? Lovely message from Sebastian. Mm. And yes, always a little tricky uh, because your child's friends have moved forward. 
um, and your child is staying behind. I don't know what age this child is. It's highly likely this child is probably um, younger rather than older. And the younger they are, the easier it is to repeat a year. And often what happens with children who, who repeat a year is they're usually the children who are born late in the year. So they are young for their grade. And that makes a big difference developmentally. So as a parent, um, yes, you know, sometimes it can be the best thing in your child's life to be held back for a year. Teachers don't do this lightly. There are often very good reasons. And it can be the best thing for children to repeat a year. So I would definitely be, be doing the play date thing. Get your child back into the groove. Get them familiar with children who they're going to be with. And um, there are there is always the opportunity when you repeat a year to do better because repetition is at the foundation of mastery and learning. So there are lots of hints and tips in my ebook, Back to School Sanity Savers, available on nickybush.com, including how to encourage independence and how to build your child's confidence and how to do shoulder-to-shoulder parenting, which Sebastian is going to need to do to help his child to get back into the groove for school. Nikki, as always, it's great to chat to you. Thank you very much for your time this morning. Thank you so much, Gooks. We'll chat again next week. Yes, that's resident human potential and parenting expert Nikki Bush.